0: Hello, and welcome to the Physique Development Podcast. Today we have on Coach Courtney. So Courtney, go ahead and say hey. Hi, all. We are going to be talking about what it's like working in corporate America and trying to balance your fitness goals within that as well. So if you have been listening to the Physique Development podcast, then you will recognize Courtney's voice as she was on it, and we'll have that linked in the show notes for the podcast that we did when she first joined Physique Development. And we are going to be just kind of building off of that podcast to a certain degree, talking about her journey and what that's looked like as her She has really dove into fitness, learned more about herself, her body, and how to make things the most optimal. So um, if you want to go ahead and give a little intro about yourself, a little background, then we'll go ahead and start from there. Sure. So I'm
1: Courtney, Coach Courtney. I've been with PD for over a year coaching, Um, but as Sue mentioned, I actually worked for a well-known Fortune 100 company for almost five years, and it was an incredible experience for me. Um, I grew so much, I learned so much. I lived in two incredible cities, and I made some lifelong friends. Um, So I've lived and learned firsthand, like what it feels like to kind of grow up in corporate America since I started that work right out of college. Um, And during my time at this company, I was on five different teams. So I experienced five totally unique types of work with many different people and many different leaders. And I had the opportunity to work very closely with high-performing individuals and executives. Now, I naturally have just a strong curiosity for how other people operate. So from day one of working with the company, I just paid attention to how the people I was surrounded by were building their lives inside and outside of work. And I learned a lot through observation and then trying to practice different things for myself, experimenting a little bit with routines and structures and systems. Um, And I consistently tried to figure out like, what it looked like to build a quote-unquote well-rounded life where I felt good, I was advancing in my career, I was building life in a new city, strengthening relationships with my um, then boyfriend, Kevin, and trying to build friendships as well. But when I started my career in the corporate world, um, my mindset and my priorities were different than they are now. And looking back, I think there were some ways I could have been better
0: about serving my health and just really optimizing the way that I was actually taking care of myself. Yeah. And I think that is something that you and I have really connected on, on being able to talk about because I expressed to Courtney, I have worked in a corporate setting or I have worked in different jobs, but I haven't really been in corporate America to the degree that she has. And it's something that is very intriguing to me because we do get a lot of clients that do work corporate jobs. And when we look at the life that is promoted or very normal, so to speak, within corporate America versus looking for a life that's more health-centric and fitness-focused, then there is quite a divide there. So I really wanted Courtney to expand on this because we do really work with a lot of clients that are in corporate America, but Courtney firsthand has experienced what that friction is of what the lifestyle of being in corporate America really pushes forward versus the lifestyle that she wanted to create and how that kind of cohesively came together. So I'd love for you to touch on that as far as what that mindset was when you first started your career, as well as what that lifestyle you experienced or saw other people experiencing and being able to switch over to where you are now
1: yeah of course and what I'll just start by saying is like I've been figuring this out for the past five years and it's never been perfect and there's been a lot of trial and error um, and so those first couple of years as I was getting started um there were several components that I think sort of prohibited me from, Living in this like perfect setting where I was able to prioritize my health very seamlessly. Uh, so I'll go into some specifics. Um, first of all, my office was far away from my home. And so I had a pretty long commute, it was about three hours um, round trip. And pretty cumbersome
0: because I was using public transportation. (laughs) I would say so. Cumbersome in general and then also using public transportation.
1: Yeah. It was not the most glamorous time of my life, but uh, I was in it and committed, and so were my colleagues. And I was um, part of a program where I had a lot of people about my age in a similar life stage working for the company. So we were kind of in it together and that absolutely helped, but it was a long cumbersome commute nonetheless. And due to that, as well as like being new to Chicago and trying to develop community and like a life outside of work, I was not sleeping enough. So I would have five or six hours maybe on a good night consistently. So over time that really weighs on a system. Um, and I was very focused on work. So I probably took myself a little too seriously for being like an entry-level position, but I wanted to show up well. And I, I love work generally, and I, I want to do my best and give everything my all. And so I was just like in a serious headspace a lot, which gave me some intellectual stress, I suppose. Um, and then physically – at that time, I was exercising about three days a week, um, and this was like combination of weight training um, and then some yoga and some like half baked plyometrics. <laughs> but I lacked like the structure and intention that I have now because everything that I was doing at that time was self taught, and I was more naive to what proper exercise execution looked like and concepts like progressive overload and periodization and what a structured training program really was. And then nutrition-wise, I wasn't eating enough food to support my activity levels consistently. And at the time, I had a different relationship with my body and with food. Um, And I was afraid of putting on weight and what I had in my head at the time for like an ideal body comp was not sustainable. And what I mean by that is at the time I was following a lot of um, competitors. And so these were people on social media who were getting stage lean. And so I just wanted to be shredded, which I now understand is definitely like being in prep is an extreme and being that lean is not sustainable or healthy long-term. and so, these things I kept up for about two years. And unsurprisingly, my health started to suffer. So I was experiencing some digestive issues like bloating and discomfort most days. Um, My energy was low. I basically always felt kind of tired despite drinking a lot of caffeine on a (laughs) daily basis. Um, I was highly food focused and I was hungry a lot. So I was always thinking like when the next meal would come and what that would be, um, which can be distracting, obviously. And I was mentally stressed a lot of the time. And I just think my joy and enthusiasm and like zest for life was a little bit lower than it should have been. I also did not have a regular menstrual cycle, um, which is a whole nother conversation (laughs) and we can have that one day. Um, But basically my body didn't feel able to sort of serve that reproductive function because of my low body fat percentage at the time and the other stress that my system was under. And I... Just like did not know how to chill, genuinely <laughs> how to turn off and relax, and so I didn't um, recover appropriately for from a nutrition perspective, from a stress perspective, um, and for all those reasons, of course, I had a really hard time building muscle, and so I was frustrated by like the lack of results that I was seeing when I was trying to grow, um, and. I thought I was so disciplined, and yet it felt so hard, and I didn't see the results that I was seeing. So at the end of those couple years, I was like, this does not feel good. Like There must be a better way. I don't feel energized. I don't feel like myself. I'm often like in this negative headspace, and I'm not seeing the changes and growth that I want to see with my physique. So I didn't, I wanted to stop like being in this battle with myself. And thankfully at the time I had started to find more people online who were bodybuilders or coaches or like in this health space, but they weren't quite as lean. They weren't all competitors. They were strong. They were jacked. And I was like, I love that physique. Um, but they were promoting some healthier habits and they, um, they seemed to just be like optimizing life, like fully alive and fully present and full of energy, but still like prioritizing weightlifting, eating well, trying to be healthy genuinely. And they they lived a life I wanted. Like I just wanted what they were embodying. And so I realized like Something's got to give. I need to learn and I need to make some change. And so that's sort of what kicked off um, what already existed as like a passion for fitness and nutrition, but was just this very, very like small seed. Um, And then it started to kind of go from there.
0: Yeah, and that's. I think that story is so helpful to hear, not only from the aspect of corporate America itself, but from the aspect of being in a place within health and fitness where you felt that it wasn't necessarily serving you. It was putting you in a place where it wasn't adding to your life. And that's what I really like to circle back to, is that fitness and health should add to your life instead of taking away from it. And you were in this place, regardless of what job situation that you were in, where you were not getting enough sleep, which Plenty of people in in the world don't get enough sleep. You were not feeding yourself correctly and you were in a place where you're adding more stress um, and then you were also having your health be downgraded as far as your reproductive system and a few other metrics there. And so that also puts you in a place where when you are... Doing that to your body, like you said, of you're having a hard time gaining muscle, and then to stay lean and to stay this body type that you thought that you really wanted, then you do have to have a lot of restriction in place. Because as you gain more muscle, your physique can look a lot different at different body weights, and you can maintain that with more muscle than you can with less muscle. And so, being in that spot where you had less muscle and you really weren't in a position to gain more muscle, you were constantly cutting your yourself out at the knees, you're kneecapping yourself and not even realizing it as most people don't because you're striving for that smaller and that leaner physique when, like you said, what you realized where I wanted more health added to my life. So I think it's an important little sidestep to take of while, of course, this conversation is really circling when it comes to corporate America and what it looks like to really build out a routine that serves you, it's also important to note that anyone can be in this situation and any job field of putting yourself in lack of sleep and too little food and too much restriction. And that can lead to exactly what Courtney said. So I I do want to kind of circle that back around for you guys to be aware if you're listening to this and you possibly aren't in corporate America that these same things hold true and are going to be something that are going to stop you from reaching your goals if you are not focusing on your health as a whole and really taking a second to reflect on what those healthy habits look like, because I love that you mentioned you felt like these new people that you were following were actually living life. Hey guys, if you're listening to this and learning a lot, I absolutely love to hear it, but maybe you feel like you can't apply it perfectly, no worries, we got an app for that. Go ahead and check the show notes or the description box, and there'll be a link to go and check out the Physique Development Training Club. This is an app that is going to give you exactly what you need to progress within training with three, four, and five day splits, as well as home and gym options, complete with a timer in there, videos to the training, everything else you need to be successful. So can't wait to hear how much you love it. So before we dive into a little bit more about corporate America, I'd love to hear what your personal perception was from following mostly competitors when you weren't competing and then following people that more had fitness as their lifestyle. What differences did you see in their mindset and how did that shift how you not only viewed health and fitness, but how you were able to view the other options that were available to you? That's such a good question, Sue. So, when I was following the competitors,
1: also, Instagram was a different place than it, it is was, now. Yes. <laughs> but um, most of what they were posting and sharing was them, you know, like everything was focused around what they were eating, you know, when they were training, um, a lot of, a lot of like barriers and structures and um, discipline, which I like so admired and still so admire. I understand how much grit that takes and it's really commendable. Um, but it was very, um, it was absolutely a full-time job, absolutely the utmost priority for these people. And, um, and they were really focused on, you know, like chipping away at the body fat, like getting very, very, very lean. So I just like with repetition, would say okay, like I need to have just as much structure slash discipline slash I need to be like chipping, chipping, chipping away. I want to have the the muscle like the muscles popping the way they they pop, um, and then so like naturally it would just created like a very. Um, Stern, like sort of lifestyle, which again, there's a time and a place for. And if you're competing, like that's amazing. And if you're like an intense athlete in any other sport as well, like you need those seasons. I understand and respect that. Um, but when I started following people who were like very strong and very committed to their health, but also like living, they were, they seemed to be like sleeping more and eating more and doing things beyond like just training or focusing on meal prep they had like you know relationships that they talked about they went on vacations they like had um just a little more like spontaneity it seemed or flexibility and um it seemed more sustainable mm-hmm. right like they just seemed to be like, in a very good place where what they were doing they could keep doing with a lot of joy and fulfillment for years to come um and it just seemed like a little more natural and a little more um yes yeah, sustainable like something you could just do for forever and that's what i wanted and they also had like um a little A little bit of like ebb and flow. Like maybe some of them would be in a cut, some of them would be, you know, really pushing to grow. But they seem to have this confidence about them that was that extended far beyond just like being lean or like explicitly what their physique looked like. Because one of the things I've learned in this world is so much confidence and power and empowerment comes from the knowledge and the strength and just like the ability to build a life that you're so content with with structure from training and knowledge with food and you have peace by understanding what you're doing and why. And so like they seem to just like be at peace and I was like they're not super stage lean and they're they're killing it mm-hmm. and they're doing some different things. So like what can I take from them and start to implement in my life even if it doesn't center around fitness and nutrition as a coach or a bodybuilder or like a competitor in the sport. So
0: Yeah, I I love your take on that. And I think it's something really important that you mentioned of following a lot of competitors. You saw them be so dedicated and you associated that dedication with having to look a certain way as well. And it's something where it is very admirable to see someone that dedicated to a goal. But I do feel like it then also becomes a little bit of a mind F when you are not competing and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I need to have that same mentality. And I feel like a lot of competitors struggle with when they switch away from being in prep, their life doesn't feel as intense, so they don't feel like they're working as hard. But it's always something to be able to look exactly like you said, that there's a time and place. So again, if you do follow competitors, and it's something I try to be very aware of how I speak about competing, because I know that there are people that consume my content that might not understand competing fully, or might not truly understand the impact that competing can have on a physique and on someone's mental health and on their body image moving forward. So I try to be very specific on how I speak towards competing and make it very clear like this is not sustainable. This isn't something that you can do for a long period of time because I've been on the receiving end just like you of not understanding that and just thinking, oh, I should always be this dedicated. I should always be this in tune. And I love that you were able able to make that switch and recognize when something wasn't serving you. And I think that's something else to be taken from this, of recognize when whether following someone isn't serving you or a certain mindset isn't serving you, of recognizing, hey, this restriction that I'm putting in place isn't serving my overall goal in life. And once you saw people really being able to have fitness in their everyday life, have more spontaneity, have more flexibility, have these ebbs and flows, and you were really drawn to that, that shows that you were able to let go of what a past version of you really wanted out of life or out of your physique, and you were able to recognize that doesn't really serve me right now, and I want to go towards what serves me. So I love that you made that comparison or used that verbiage because really being able to get in tune with yourself and know when something is serving you versus when something is no longer serving you is a hard conversation to have internally. And to get to that point where you feel confident and can make that switch is really huge. So I love that you mentioned that and love that you Kind of broke down your thought process towards that because, like they say, you are who you surround yourself with. And even if you're not physically surrounding yourself with everyone that you follow on Instagram or follow as far as celebrities goes or whatever it may be, when you're consuming something constantly, that does change or alter how you feel and how you view yourself. So just to be aware of that as a whole. Um, So going into the next little chunk here or being able to ask another question, I want to talk a little bit more about that corporate America of what they push forward and what you've had to push forward outside of corporate America. Yeah,
1: good question. So you know, with my job in the corporate world, I have seen and felt firsthand how easy it can be to get swept up in the mindset where you're sort of living to work or you feel very compelled to put the job before everything else. And Just as you mentioned, Sue, for the record, I do think this extends beyond a world in corporate America, Um, but I think many people sort of start slipping away or can easily feel an inclination to kind of lose themselves to their job. And I think this happens to a lot of people because, in part, when we're at work, from the moment we walk in the door or the moment we log on, if we're working virtually, there are people and teams and work that we care about, either literally or virtually, right beside us, holding us accountable to our responsibilities and checking in on us, you know, swinging by our cube or commuting in with us or scheduling meetings with us or chatting us on Slack or Teams. Um, and so when we're in this position, We feel this next level urgency to push and do this work well and to show up day after day and prioritize this work over other life demands because there are so many other people actively pouring into a similar goal right beside us day after day. And as soon as you show up, there's someone else there, you know, in your corner, encouraging you or pushing you or helping you prioritize. And At a corporation, and I'm speaking from personal experience too, you can have the most incredible team and you can have wonderful leaders in your circle of influence and be doing work that really is meaningful and impactful and people who truly care about you. But at the end of the day, the corporation as an institution just needs you to do your work because it runs when its people run. And the corporation as an institution is going to thrive the more that you pour into it. Now, you may get promotions or new titles or additional payment along the way, but I believe you always have to ask yourself, at what cost? And I think everyone, no matter your job, has to sit down and sort of have an honest conversation and say, what am I working for? What does it mean to me to truly maximize this life? And you can do that like five whys or seven whys exercise to try and understand what your underlying goal or motivation is. So for example, if I say, why am I working this hard? And my answer is to get promoted. Then I say, "Okay, why? And I answer to earn more money. And then I say, why? To provide for my family. Why? So we can live safely and happily. Why? And then my like underlying goal is because family is everything to me and I want to build a life they can excel in. So then you have to ask yourself, what else has to be true for that underlying goal or motivation to like actually be attainable or possible? Mm-hmm. And I'm just assuming, and I say this uh facetiously, but I think that no matter what that underlying goal. You have to be in good health. You have to have good energy. You have to have good boundaries in place to be able to achieve it. And I think you've got to be able to be in your best, you know, health, your best self to actually maintain that passion or that work ethic or that drive and to not get burned out to achieve that underlying goal or like sustain that underlying motivation. And so, As someone who loves work and always has, I've just realized that I can do the work better and for longer and with more effectiveness when I'm feeling my best and taking care of my health. And so I got to this point where I realized in my corporate job, if I don't start putting in boundaries and truly prioritizing my health for myself, I will lose myself to the demands that are sort of in my face at work. Or I might lose perspective um, or the grasp I have on that like underlying purpose or priority for my life. And so after these two years, I decided to take my health um, seriously and make it a priority in a whole new way. And what that meant was I decided to take my health responsibilities, if you will, just as seriously as I was taking my day job responsibilities. Because I realized no one would be able to hold me accountable or push me to improve my health um, better than I could because no one was living in my head. No one was following me around every second of the day. And when it came to learning more about serving my health, I didn't have like a boss or a team right there every day to set goals for me or cheer me on or push me outside of my comfort zone the way that I did, you know, in an office or at the job. So I was like, I need to be this person for myself, um, which does take grit and discipline. But I had that grit and discipline. And I bet so many people listening have that grit and discipline. Um, I just needed to sort of channel it toward my fitness and my nutrition.
0: Yeah. And I think that another important thing, especially for you, of you saying that family is at the center of that, is also looking at what your quality of life is when, so let's say that all the same situations that you've outlined are the same and you're at your job. When you come home, you're in a place where you don't really have the mental like clarity or headspace or you don't even have anything to give to someone else like a family member because you have pushed yourself to the limit and let go of all of these health boundaries that you have in place. If you are not focusing on your health, then you are going to have to pay for that at a future time. So exactly what you said, of what cost is that to me? And it's the concept of if you don't focus on your wellness, you'll be forced to focus on your illness. And if you push yourself into this place where you never take care of your wellness ever, even if it's for a job or for anything, even if you you don't have a job and you're still not focusing on your wellness, that is going to put you in a position that you cannot show up for yourself. And therefore, you cannot show up for other people. And you cannot continue to succeed in your job. You can succeed in your job for X amount of time. But there does reach a point where it no longer can give that back to you. You don't have anything left in the tank to give. So at the end of the day, it's always looking back at your wellness of what is at the core of that. Because I do need to look at what my quality of life is um, to be able to even – even if I accomplish this, let's say you make all of the money and you can provide for your family, were you able even to enjoy the time with your family or your quality of life even well enough to enjoy time after you're done with your work to continue forward? And I, I love that we're bringing up these questions because I think so many people kind of go through life on autopilot. They realize they, they go to school, they get a job, they get a degree, and then they're just in their job because they're supposed to work, and they just work until the end of their life. And I know many people— Uh, in life that I've had conversations with where they hate their job and they're just at their job because they're supposed to make money and that's what it's supposed to be. And then they don't take care of themselves and it's all perpetuated down a very slippery slope of this autopilot that people get stuck in. And you get out of that autopilot when you ask yourself some of these questions. So like Courtney said, of using those whys or asking yourself, like, again, am I focusing on my wellness at all what do I want out of life do I have a quality of life that I can sustain when you start to question yourself and start to answer yourself more honestly that's when you can get out of that autopilot so I do want to go into kind of what Courtney personally changed about her nutrition and her exercise habits um, and also being able to shed a little light I know that you uh, went over generally what you did beforehand but being able to kind of um show the comparison of, okay, this is what I was doing and this is what I changed and this is how it helped me?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I personally already had this like underlying fascination with fitness and nutrition, and I know not everybody does. Um, but I started to earn my nutrition certification right around the time when I hired Alex from PD to be my personal coach. And so Right off the bat, these two things working in tandem helped me learn pretty quickly and efficiently, and then also helped me apply in real life the most up-to-date recommendations and evidence-based protocols for nutrition and exercise. And at the time, I was also working with a couple doctors um, to figure out why I wasn't having a regular menstrual cycle um, and to try and re-regulate my hormones. But There are some very tactical things that I did to change my nutrition and exercise habits um, while working in and advancing through a corporate job that was demanding. So the first year and a half or so of when I started making change was pre-COVID. And that's relevant because at the time I was still going into the office and still had a commute and whatnot. Um, And so At the beginning i started eating more of the right nutrients to support my activity and so for me working with alex this looked like setting specific macronutrient goals to hit each day so to make sure i was getting enough protein carbs healthy fats and fiber i also started drinking more water Um, so from like maybe 50 or 60 ounces a day to over 100 ounces a day I actually prioritized my sleep. And so I started diligently getting like eight or more hours each night. I tuned into my digestion like never before, um, which has been one of the most life-changing things to this day. Um, I did like a food journal at one point to understand what made me feel good versus what caused adverse symptoms like bloating or gassiness or like breakouts even on my skin. And I learned to say no a little bit more and just find a little bit of peace with not always having something to do. Um, and like I said, rest and recovery has been a slow but steady journey for me. Um, I'm in a much better place now, but that was important during this time too. And then, um, I started training in the gym with intention. So I was working hard, but I was working smart because I had a plan from Alex at the time every time I went into the gym, and I learned how to properly execute a ton of movements. Um, I learned how to incorporate different training variables like tempo and RPE and rest periods. Um, and I embraced periodization and moving from phase to phase and having different goals along the way. And as we preach at PD here, You know, it's a process. These kinds of things take a long time to get that dream body. It takes consistency and persistence and patience and obviously that intelligent structure. But I knew this from the very beginning. And so I just embraced the reality that I was just getting started and I trusted the process. I knew it would be a long process. I trusted Alex and then I took initiative and I experimented and, you know, asked him a ton of questions, did my own research, just gave everything my best effort and not to the point where I was burning myself out, but I did the most that I could with the resources at hand week after week after week. Yeah. Then COVID came. Before you
0: get into COVID, I do want to take a second to stop you. So you listed all these things, which are phenomenal. I love every single thing that you listed (laughs) and that you applied. But I know the people listening might be asking, all right, I know that you said that you were already doing some things before, but adding this stuff to your life, how did you add that? while you were still in this corporate job, and how did that affect your work if this was all going to take all this time? Because I think a lot of times people think the barrier to doing all of this is like, I don't have enough time, which first You mean, if you're not paying for it now, you're going to pay for it later. But besides that, there is that concept of time of, okay, you've just listed a ton of things that you did that are phenomenal, but I might be listening to this as someone who already feels like like you said, you weren't getting enough sleep, you weren't doing all of this. Was it just a prioritization or were there things that you had to cut out or add to, or what did that look like? Yeah.
1: Great, great, great question. So Um, The first thing I want to say is that like, I just sat down like with a piece of paper and a pen and was looking at how I spent my time. And like I said, at my job, I moved roles. Um, So I had a different role each year for the first Three years. And so, one of the things that helped was when I started kind of kicking off some of these new habits, I was also starting off in a new role. So, it was like a nice clean slate. Like, I had an opportunity to kind of rebrand myself, I guess, (laughs) with like my new team, right? And um, just really reevaluate my new schedule. So, I sat down and was like, okay, if I want to get to the office at this time, um, and then I'm leaving the office at this time. The only thing I'm really able to do and control within that is like what I'm eating for my my lunch or my breakfast or my snacks. So um, that was one thing. And I would figure out okay, so I would like to have control over that, and I want to be making my food if I want to get enough protein, fat, carb, fiber, etc. So then I was like, well, I want to cook some foods in advance, and I had already been doing some like bulk cooking, and so. Um, basically I just adjusted what I was cooking to, to make more of it. So I could eat more since I needed to be eating more at that time. Um, but then I was like, okay, I need to be at work at this time and I need to leave at this time. And so the other things I want to do is weight train four times a week. When prior I had only been going like three times a week. Um, but I would go to the gym and then I would come home and do yoga or whatever. And so this was like strictly at the gym. 60 to 90 minutes and then be done. And I was like, well, I think I want to do that after work because I want to have like food in my belly. I want to be well nourished. And so I was like, okay, that means that I'm actually gone from this time to this time. And then once I had my sort of like timeline for work plus working out, like it just became a Mm non-negotiable. Like these four days are the days I'm going to go. I'm going to have a rest day in the middle. And then it's like, okay, now that training is taken care of and work is taken care of. I want to make sure that I'm sleeping, (laughs) like sleeping enough. So if I work from here to here and I train from here to here, and then I want to make sure I'm in bed three hours later, I have three hours. So I can choose how I want to spend that time. And this is where like the experimentation came in. It's like, how much do I want to commit to outside of my work and my training and you know balancing relationships and so i was like maybe choose one extracurricular so for me that was a small group like a bible study kind of thing that i was in and i was like okay this is my one day a week and this is my wednesdays when i'm taking a rest day from the gym and i have that 2 hours to devote so there we go. That two hours is accounted for. And then Kevin, my boyfriend at the time, big priority, want to make sure I'm chatting with him throughout the week. So that's another who knows how many minutes. And I would just like jot out, like kind of organize my day hour by hour and see what I was able to accomplish realistically each day, including time for like rest or a meal away from my desk or an hour to watch a show before bed And once I wrote that out, it just became so clear, like, what I had time for and what I didn't, and basically just started, like, trying that. Like, I would write out a day or a week and, like, live into it and test it, cook when I planned to cook, shop when I planned to shop, work, train, call Kev, whatever, and whatever didn't feel good or whatever was maybe unrealistic at first, I would just adjust and then try again next week. And so, um, like... Having that extra sleep actually gave me more energy so I felt better about like conquering the day when I was awake. Um, And like the food, same thing, made me feel better, more apt to perform well at work and in the gym. And so it was like this beautiful cycle. Like it was all serving, all the things were serving one another and ultimately just like helping me show up better um, through and through.
0: Yeah, and so within that, would you say, like, just to simplify it for anyone listening, that it came down to time management and then getting really real with yourself about what you wanted to prioritize? Yeah, a hundred percent.
1: Okay. I also read the book Essentialism, oh, which if you good haven't book. read, yes. It's so good. You also only have to read like half of it.
0: (laughs) I feel like a lot of self-help books, you can read like a chapter of it and then you don't have to read it for a little bit because you're still applying like that one chapter to different things. Uh, I have always been under the um, thought process that... Like books like that, I just kind of read a clunk of it, take what I need to out of it, apply it. And then when I feel like my life is kind of either getting back to where it was before, or I'm struggling with something new, I'll go back to the book and kind of start where I left off. Instead of trying to like cram everybody's thoughts about how I should live my life and then trying to like regurgitate that into everything else because that's a little bit stressful. Uh, But I do agree, like you really just need a good part of that book to apply to your life and it it puts you in a a really good spot. Um, So I I did want to just kind of say that because I didn't want someone to listen to all of this and be like, well, how'd she say she had no time and then all of a sudden had all this time for all this extra fitness stuff. So we'll get into this a little bit more because I have a few questions about that, but I do want you to go over what happened during COVID and how that changed because I know a lot of people are still working remote or have very different working situations currently.
1: Yeah. So um, that second sort of period was the the second year and a half um, that I was going through all of this change kind of leading up to where I am today. And so this was during COVID and um, at the time, obviously, I couldn't go to the gym And what's important to know is that um, I had had a new job now still with the same company, uh, but I had transitioned to my fourth job at the company. And um, at this point, we obviously had no commute because I wasn't going into the office. And my whole day routine looked different because before I had commute, I had time in the office, I had in-person gym, um, I had barriers that existed because of like when everybody else left the office, and I had this routine that basically was turned upside down. So I sustained a structured workout routine, even though this looked different, Um, and I was working out at home, and that was with support from Alex and like doing different things, using bands and dumbbells versus machines at the gym and whatnot. Um, I started incorporating more daily movement because I no longer had my commute, like walking around through a city, walking around through the office. And so I needed more NEAT, more non-exercise activity, thermogenesis to, like, Get blood pumping throughout the day and like move my body. So I set times where I would go on a walk around the neighborhood with myself just to decompress, or like with Kevin, I would go on a bike ride, maybe like in the afternoons. Because I no longer had that commute, I had to set boundaries for myself with like when I would actually log off of work and like stick to that, or when I would go to the gym. Since usually I would go to work and then go straight to the gym, it was now a little different and I was at home. And so I was like, okay, same thing finish work, eat a snack if you need to, and then go to the gym in the basement, outside, whatever, before I allow myself to kind of like enter that like unwind and relax mode for the rest of the evening. Um, I also developed like new meal prep routines. So which days I wanted to shop and which days I wanted to cook in bulk um, and what my like go-to meals and snacks were going to be now that I was at home because I had this weird new like ability to just graze to the fridge or the pantry Mm -hmm. versus when I was in the office, I only had what I brought. Um, And so like creating some new like little rules for myself about Let's eat at this time and eat a good meal so I'm not tempted to snack a ton because this worked in the past. So let me just replicate this basically, but at my home office. I also decreased my caffeine intake a lot because I was at a place where I was having three, four plus hundred milligrams of caffeine (laughs) each day. And I wanted to wean off of my dependency a little bit and reduce my tolerance. And so that helped a lot because at first I felt my tired (laughs) a lot more, but feeling that helped me realize, look, I should be sleeping a little more or like, I know my boundaries a little bit more and I know when I'm truly burning out a little and it helped me stop from like burning myself into the ground because I wasn't masking my tired with caffeine quite as much. Um, I increased my plant and my fiber intake just because I started learning more about the importance of like high fiber and nutrient-dense colorful fruits and veggies. Um, and then I prioritized things that fill my cup or parasympathetic activities where I'm resting and digesting. So meaningful conversations with loved ones, playful activities with Kevin, listening to music doing a hobby, trying to just be in the present more because it's so easy and so tempting to just like do a little more work or like finish another task or whatever. But in an instant, like at the blink of an eye, you'll just be living to work and work will be the only thing you're really doing. And so I would try and dictate like, this is an hour, And I'm not going to use this hour for work. I'm going to use this hour for cleaning because that brings me peace or like organizing a closet or playing a card game or something. So really still time blocking, deciding my non-negotiables, but building in time for things outside of work. Mm -hmm. And today I'm still doing this in small ways, like still asking myself what's working well, what should be different, what feels like subpar and what isn't serving me anymore um, to just like Help me show up better in all facets of life, including work, but also, you know, achieving cool results with my physique and also just improving my health overall.
0: Hey guys, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to hire the last coach that I'll ever need, then we cannot wait to get on a phone call with you. There's going to be an inquiry link below in the description box or the show notes. We'll hop on a call, talk about the service, and make sure that we get you living the life that you want to. Yeah. I I absolutely love that because I think that the the biggest thing and Alex and I were actually having a conversation about this the other day, the thing that moves you forward and a belief that I've had especially over the past few years, the thing that moves you forward in life is having more and more self-awareness. And with more self-awareness, you get better at filtering because Alex had made the comment of I feel like you are a lot more apt to not say something in multiple situations. And we were talking about small talk and all these different things. And I was like, well, I just realized the value of my time or like when something doesn't serve me or like when it's just best to not open my mouth, because that's not going to bring anything positive. And that filtering comes into place with not only how you speak, but also with how you use your time and knowing when something is going to be positive for you versus negative for you. And so having that self aware Awareness and really strengthening that filtering muscle, so to speak, uh, can really bring a lot of joy to your life. Because like you said, of work can become everything to you, this is something where I, I won't lie, as a business owner, there are times that... Life is business, business is life, work is life, and there's times of pushing. But those can only last so long, and we have to be very honest with ourselves about when we do need to take some time and what that looks like. And a lot of times, and especially in the Western culture, we really glamorize and praise that grind all work, no days off culture. And I think that there is a benefit of hustling, of course, after something that you want. Right now, we're in a big push phase, and I have to show up relentlessly. But there also comes a time where you need to realize, I can't push always. It's the same thing within your physique, where there's times to push, and there's times to pull back, and there's times to coast. And so being able to be more aware of when you need those in your life. Not to say that once you do all of these things that we talked, about, your life's going to be super kosher and you're never going to have to work hard and you're never going to have to push back any boundary ever again. That's not realistic or true, but you're going to get better at it. And that's the important thing is you're going to learn more about when you have pushed yourself too far and when you do need to pull back, you'll be able to get your mindset in a better spot of this is a pushing phase. I need to be aware of that. And you'll be able to realize this is a time I don't need to push and I don't need to compare it to those times that I am pushing and feeling like I'm not doing enough within life, we always search for this ideal balance, but it's not balance that you're looking for as far as 50-50. You're looking for a harmonized life of how you can show up the best in different times of your life. We've talked about it not only on this podcast, on Instagram, on multiple different platforms within PD. It's about that full look of what you're trying to accomplish in life, what your main goals are, and then what that looks like within that specific time of your life. And the more that you can segment those things, the better harmony that you are going to have because you're going to have an understanding of what this time period in your life looks like, and you'll be able to have better grace and understanding as you move into a different time of your life and know, hey, when does this serve me? When does this not serve me? When do I have to push? When do I have to pull? So I will speak a little bit for Courtney. I'll have her chime in here in a second, but her life doesn't isn't absolutely perfect right now, and she's this perfect epitome of always hitting everything within food and always eating more plants and veggies and never eating processed foods and never, ever having a night where she doesn't have enough sleep. I know that for a fact because I'm also her coach, so I see her (laughs) check-ins, where there's times where she stays out late to spend time with friends. But it's not every single night. It's every once in a while, and she understands when she's taking that, what that means to her, her quality of life, and what that looks like for those main goals she has in life. Yeah, exactly like
1: it i am so far from perfect and literally changing things um often as my work changes as my routines change as you know my priority for each season of life changes like just 6 months ago i was planning a wedding and had what felt like the weight of the world on my shoulders mm-hmm. and so my training looked so different my food looked different um you know my sleep looked different everything my stress was at a whole different place and so I had to adjust and I was pulling in some places and pushing in others. And now, you know, like work looks different. And um, Kevin and I are six months into marriage. And so that's looking different. But now I'm like wanting to be a great wife and show up as a companion. And um, like, what does that look like for me versus friends versus my personal priorities for my health? And so I'm always pushing and pulling. But the good thing is, I feel like with those first couple of years, as I just outlined in that phase, my health, like my hormonal health specifically, was not optimized. And for me, that was a huge priority at that time because I wanted to get to a place where I was stable physically to potentially, like Lord willing, have children one day. And I wanted to nail that down. like I wanted to figure that out. And so for me that meant really taking all these things seriously and including like that rest and that recovery because I knew my body really needed that in order to help me get to a better place. And so it's really just a gift and so cool to see like I have sort of checked a box in a sense. Like I have a natural menstrual cycle. I have more hormonal harmony and I've done all these things, but now I have these like Pillars to fall back on. And I know when I'm pushing, you know, I still know my limits a little bit better than I did Mm -hmm. two or three years ago. And I still know like when it's okay to pull from sleep or when it's okay to push extra hard and work. Um, I just know how that's going to affect me. And I basically know that there's a time limit for when I can push and pull and how to like
0: just keep checking in with myself and understanding where I'm at. Much more aware of yourself and what that core is, what those goals are. Exactly.
1: What I'll say is like just a couple key takeaways, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully, if you're listening, you understand that making improvements to your health and figuring out what serves you is totally important and possible with a demanding corporate job. And making small changes, like the things I explained, are not outlandish. You know, they're pretty small. I just built on them over time. But making these changes and doing them consistently to improve your nutrition and exercise will literally help your brain function better and it will improve your energy levels and it'll improve your sleep quality and your digestion and your immune system and your mood. And that's ultimately going to make you better at your job and help you kind of live into your full potential, like being fully alive, having that zest for life. And this type of discipline, if you will, will help you feel more in control of your life. So like you mentioned earlier, Sue, sometimes life just happens and we're an autopilot. And taking these steps helped me really feel like I'm grabbing the reins of my own life. Like I am not letting life happen to me. I am building this life. You're happening um, to life. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Watch out. Watch life. out, life.
1: <laughs> um, But These changes aren't drastic or crazy. So if you're like, I want to do something, but I don't really know where to start, all of this is going to take effort. Like, I will be the first one to say it's not easy, but it's not complex. It's pretty simple. So, the biggest piece of advice I can give is just start with one or two small changes. If it helps, write out what's going on <laughs> your priorities, your activities, your work, the time spent. Log your time for a day or a week. Like, figure out how you're using your time and then understand where maybe you need to pull or maybe where you need to pour into more and make like one small tweak and do it and try and get good at it. Like master that change for a week or two weeks so that you don't even have to really think a lot anymore. It just kind of happens because it's part of your routine. Then implement another small change. Literally just keep doing this like for. Your life, like for eternity, because you can always refine and you can always get better, and your priorities are naturally going to change with seasons of life. So, you should do this type of like reflection activity, maybe monitoring your time, having conversations with your significant others, whatever, to understand like, where do I need to be showing up the most right now? And what should I
0: be changing so that I can do that effectively? Man, I just love that so much. So much. <laughs> that is just everything that I would say. And it just came out of your mouth. So it's perfect. Uh, <laughs> but it, it truly is something. And with her saying that this is simple, please don't feel bad if you feel very lost within fitness. By no means does Courtney mean. That, oh, you should already have this figured out. It's so simple. Obviously, Mm -hmm. she went through quite some time where she didn't have it figured out. And if you've heard my story, you know I went through quite some time where I didn't have it figured out. And we're coming from the point of if we were to go back in time and start over, I would start so simple and simplify it. So often we make it so complex where it is something of can I get some more water into my day? Can I get better? I made a whole post on this about we have the opportunity to get better in life. And that's really freaking cool. When you think about it, you don't have to live your life in autopilot, you can take life by the reins. But it does start with recognizing that you can get better. If something isn't serving you, you and you don't do anything about it, you don't have the right to blame everything else, because you're at blame for not taking a step forward. And once I had that that realization of, oh, by being extremely passive, I am also to blame because I'm not doing anything about it, or I'm not having the conversation, or I'm not giving feedback, I'm also to blame. Once I had that realization, it did start with just taking those small steps to get better. So it's not always easy whatsoever, but it is simple at the core of it of, hey, can I get a little bit more movement in? Can I get a little bit better at giving myself grace? Can I get better at communicating with either someone at work with myself, with my significant other, with a family member? Can I make a little bit better food choice? I'm not telling you to go from, hey, I eat fast food for every meal every single day to now I meal prep every single meal in one week. That That's just not going to happen point blank. But can I make a better decision when I go to these fast food restaurants? And if you want to make better decisions, there's a fast food ebook linked <laughs> in the show notes here because I know that that is something that people struggle with. And I made that because I get it too, where I used to struggle with it. If sometimes you just dish- do need to grab some food while you're out. So maybe I make a little bit better decision. Maybe I choose a water before I have another alcoholic drink. It's making these small changes that are going to accumulate. And we use the term of just stacking pennies or stacking bricks. It's these small changes that really culminate over time to get you to this point. And Courtney started with small changes. And now she's at a point, like she just said, within her takeaways of she really nailed down those small things and then moved on to other small things and then kept compounding those over time. There's always going to be things that you're working on daily. Then they become such a part of your daily routine. You start adding those new things. There's things on my to-do list or things that used to be like huge if I hit my water in a day. Now it's an expectation of myself that that's just always going to happen. So it's not something that I have to cross off of a to-do list or write down. It's happening because it's just part of my habits. But it didn't start that way, and it it isn't going to start that way. So always being able to realize it's just about getting 1% better of taking that one step forward and recognizing that you can take control of what this looks like. No matter what work environment that you are in, you can do one thing better for yourself and take that step forward.
1: Thank you for stepping in and for that clarity, Sue, because I do want to be clear, it is not something where you should just like easily understand or get it all at one time. What I really meant is the opposite. It's there's so much noise out there. Like there is so much noise and in information, and it can be really overwhelming to understand where to start. Or you might think you need to have this like fully baked, beautiful plan with everything outlined and the perfect macros and the perfect training program and, you know, the perfect daily schedule. But what I meant by like the things are simple, it When you hear us at PD talk about your water intake is really important, your sleep is really important, figuring out your digestive health is really important, like those kind of not sexy, not glamorous, (laughs) but like really relevant pillars, those are truly life-changing things that you should prioritize as you're getting started or if they're not where you think they could be, you know, like start simply for yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. literally, that will move mountains over time because you will be able to build. But that's what I meant when I said, like, the things are simple. So don't feel like they're too complicated or, um, you know, get caught up in all the distraction. There's truth in the beauty of like these fundamentals, like, mastering the fundamentals.
0: Yeah, and there's a reason at PD we talk about them because all of us have gone through our own fitness journeys where we didn't prioritize the fundamentals starting off. And now looking back, like I said, if I were to go back in time, I would just be like, Sue, just freaking start with something instead of I would just try to go full throttle and then I would – give up and then try to start over because it wasn't what worked with my life or something that I understood. And so when we say those things, it's not us being coach or anything like that. It's, hey, if I were to give you any advice and you're looking to me as a fitness professional, just start simple. And I promise you the steps will move you forward because a step forward, no matter how small, is still a step forward. Yeah, Exactly. Perfect. Well, Courtney, where can they find you if they want to learn more from you, learn more about you, or follow you along as you continue to fine-tune your fitness and your journey? Yeah, of course.
1: So I am on Instagram and my handle is Courtney Reedy with two Ys. So that'll be in the show notes, um, maybe on TikTok here sooner than later. So (laughs) keep your eye out, I guess, but, um, I'm on the Instagram and, um, also on the PD website, you can read a little bit more about my bio. So, um, feel free to reach out at any time. If you're listening to this and have like follow-up questions for me or want to learn a little bit more
0: about me, I love chatting and getting to know you all too. Yeah, and while this was a lot about her corporate, uh, Position and what her life looked like within corporate America. If you don't know, something very exciting is Courtney took the leap in this past month to join physique development full time. And we are so jazzed that she is a part of (laughs) the team full time. We loved having her on, of course, at any capacity that she could be on. But for her to have this faith and this belief in this company does not go unappreciated whatsoever. And it is something that I am just so excited for her to have more time to commit to this because as you could see in this podcast, she has a ton of passion for this. She has passion to learn and to grow and to help you learn and grow. And so if you're listening and you're like, man, this sounds Awesome. I love Courtney. She <laughs> is a coach for physique development and she is accepting clients. So I will have that linked below as well. As it is something that if you're in a corporate job, if you're starting off, if any of this hit home for you, she can guide you and she can be of great help because within physique development, we will be and we are the last coach that you will ever need because we will teach you about your body, about your life, about how to handle things as long as you're willing to put in. Some effort and to learn alongside with us and want to learn alongside with us. We will not get you this perfect fast result because even if we do get you fast results, it is something that you will learn and you will put effort forth and it will change the rest of your life moving forward with that knowledge about your health and fitness. So we are very excited to have Courtney on board and just so thankful for all of your guys' support uh, within this podcast. And just a reminder that leaving reviews on the podcast really does help and if you've been enjoying our youtube content being able to go ahead and give those thumbs up this podcast sadly won't be on youtube but uh will be on all the platforms that podcasts are on almost (laughs) forgot what word what we were doing podcasting (laughs) so thank you guys so much and we'll see you next time and courtney will definitely be back for another episode so keep an eye out for that
1: Hey guys, Austin here. Thank you again for listening into the episode. It means a lot. If you can, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave the podcast a five-star review. This does help us grow and be found by others. Also, just wanted to mention, if you guys are interested in free education based around training and nutrition, be sure to check out physiquedevelopment.com backslash free education, where you will find free downloads, videos, articles, etc. No strings attached. Again, thank you. Chat soon.